Hey, hey everybody, Brandon Lewis here, coming to you a tad later than what I had hoped had things going on here in the office, and Daddy's got to pay the bills first. That's how this goes. Welcome to the Tennessee Conservatives' uh, TenCon Big 7. I'm sorry to be a little tardy here. Uh, you know the drill in the comment section. Let me know where you're watching this from. we got some folks coming on. Hello there. Uh, let me know who you're, uh, where you're watching from. Let me know your thoughts on these stories. Uh, we're going to go through some things that I think are pretty important. I'm going to cover, in, a, in what I would call a little bit of an opening monologue, I'm going to cover some things that are going on in general that you need to know about uh, and hope that I get those things factually accurate. Um, got a big weekend plan. I'm excited about it. Uh, tonight I'm going over to a buddy's house. We're going to have some shrimp kebabs, uh, hang out with the kiddos, friends of mine for 20 years. Uh, tomorrow morning I'm going to get up early. And on the faces of, of beautiful children, I'm going to uh, paint uh, what I assume will be puppies and horses and other things. We're doing some face painting at my daughter's uh, daughter's school, so I'm excited to do that. Uh, then I've got errands to do. I've got to take my 72 Blazer over to my buddy's uh, Ashley's house after church on Sunday to see if he can put in a fuel pressure reducer. So now you know what I'm doing this weekend. Tell me what you're doing in the comments section and tell me what you think of these stories. Uh, big announcement. We're going to be doing uh, the second annual Tennessee Freedom Summit in Nash, Vegas. And I think it's going to be August 20th. I hope I've got that date right. Uh, so do plan in August to, to join me and a lot of other uh, right-wing extremists, apparently. Uh, you know, people who you know think what we thought two years ago as conservatives and Republicans, the extremists. Um, join us over in uh, Nashville. Uh, we've got a, a hopefully something lined up at the Patriot uh, Brewing Company, Bold Patriot Brewing. Uh, neat uh, gentleman, Galen, I got to meet him. Uh, I think it was yesterday. It's a long day yesterday. Uh, we went up and looked at hotel locations. I think we're narrowing it, it down. Uh, so do put that on your calendar. We're going to have an event uh, uh, in August on Nashville. We'll have a welcome reception on Friday evening. Uh, and then we'll have a full day of programming on Saturday. So I was walking around last night in my neighborhood. I'm going to talk to you about this so I can work in some other stories other than the ones that are just in the Big Seven. And uh, I was walking my, my youngest outside. She wanted to go outside. Our, our oldest is inside doing a book report that is a very lengthy process that probably should have been started a few days ago, but we didn't know how much there was to do. So you know how that is. You get, you get surprised with that. So I'm helping her with that, and I see a, that there's a new neighbor down the street, a young man, and we get to chit-chatting. Uh, and I said, well, you know, let's get together sometimes. Okay, let's do that. So well, let me give you my phone number and my email address. Well, I give people my email address because it says Brandon at TennesseeConservativeNews.com. That's my email address. And I know either people will really like it or they'll hate it. And if they hate it, I don't have to mess with them because I'm conservative and I don't care if people are liberal as far as friendships go. It doesn't make a difference to me, but for some folks it does. You know, politics has become very personal. And, uh, and so the, the gentleman said, looks like a good news site. Uh, you know, when you walked up, I, I was actually listening with my headphones to the Daily Wire. And so I thought, well, what am I going to tell this young man uh, when he eventually asked me, well, what, what's going on in state politics? You know, you obviously are a little bit of an expert, at least more knowledgeable than most people. What would, what would you tell me? And I would say uh, our state is primarily ran by country club and corporate Republicans, uh, who as long as the tax burden is low and as long as the corporate PAC money keeps coming into their accounts, that's really all they care about. And they like a lot of corporate welfare. 
Uh, they've given away a billion and a half uh, dollars this session in the General Assembly with the governor's help to two very woke corporations, Ford Motor Company for a new Green Deal type of expansion for electric vehicles, which we all know run on coal, uh, and uh, at least in, in most of our state, and also uh, a, a woke NFL team that likes to kneel at the national anthem. They, wanna, they want to lean on the taxpayers of Tennessee uh, who have struggled the last two years, who Bill Lee discriminated against and put about, uh, you know, 42 or I meant 24 percent of them out of business. He wants to, to take a bunch of money. Uh, we've got this huge bloated budget that we're passing. Uh, so we're not really doing anything like saving for a rainy day, knowing that like something real bad in the economy could certainly happen. We don't do any of that. Uh, legal immigration, we got the worst crisis we've ever had. We can't get anybody to, to pass anything about that because the corporations don't want it. And these people have taken too much PAC money. And uh, when it comes to school choice, you're currently in our neighborhood, which means you can't possibly send your kids to the government schools here. Uh, and any chance of any school choice reform ever letting you have an option is probably not going to happen because of teachers' unions, corporate money, etc. cetera. Uh, but we've got a shot. Uh, in these primaries this year to hopefully um, get a few incumbents that have very liberal records out of the General Assembly. So you should probably find somebody who's running against one of them and help them. Because I think that's about the only thing that's going to change anything. That's what I would have to tell him. And it's not because I got some axe to grind, but I mean, if I'm drinking a beer with somebody and they ask me a question, I'm going to tell them the truth. And gosh, that's what I've noticed this session. Maybe you've noticed something different. Let me know in the comments if you've seen something different. You know, it's just sad. It's sad reporting. I hate to say all those things. So incumbents, you know, need challengers. We've got some great guys up there. We've got some great guys in the House and Senate. Probably amounts to about 20%. Uh, people that are truly conservative that will also fight and, and be conservative. But the rest of them are just corporate pack money bench warmers. And that's, that's what I've seen. You can't have the worst educational and illegal immigration crisis in Tennessee's history and not get anything passed on illegal immigration or school choice, unless you don't care about either issue. Proof would be in the pudding. And we did not have any push from leadership to do anything, not at any, any three, not the Senate, not the House, not the executive. So you draw your own conclusions. All right, guys, let's get into the story. Tennessee bill passes. Uh, Tennessee House, rather, passes bill that would require expense reports from nonprofits 60 days prior. In an 87-3 vote with five representatives abstaining, a bill that would require nonprofits to report all expenditures of 60 days prior to elections passed the Tennessee House. This is the bill that we told you about, uh, what I would refer to as the incumbent protection bill. Um, you know, if we really wanted to do some reform up in Nashville, we would limit the amount of left-leaning corporate PAC money people could take as a percentage of their campaign. I think that would keep people a lot more honest and it would result in a lot fewer corruption, but this is apparently the thing that, that you know, these are the, the minors we need to major on here. Representative Sam Whitson presented the bill before legislators saying that the intent of the bill is to increase public confidence and trust in the campaign process. Well, maybe don't do it with a, uh, with a secret sneaky caption bill and then vote on it with a vo voce, uh, vote, uh, vote on it with a voice vote. Uh, without anybody being on roll call and without letting the public see the bill before it's passed and the amendments. About transparency just up in the General Assembly. My word's not his. Trust in the campaign process in regards to how campaigns are financed and ensured elected officials and candidates are held accountable to the people of Tennessee rather than be accountable 
to the funded special interest groups that hide their funding with activities with the help of our current campaign laws. Harumph, harumph. All right. However, all those who plan to vote in favor of uh, believe the bill uh, is... However, not all those uh, who plan to vote in favor of the bill uh, believe it's really solving the problem. Democrat uh, Representative Bo Mitchell expressed concerns that campaign contributors were still being protected. Republican Representative Ryan Williams noted that the Supreme Court has already responded on a previous case and created the statute for allowing those contributors to remain anonymous. Mitchell then stated there are a lot of issues on which the Supreme Court had opined that many people in the room ignore on a daily basis. Williams responded, so you want us to ignore the Supreme Court. Is that what you're suggesting? Uh, Mitchell quipped, we've passed many pieces of legislation in this year that haven't paid much attention to the Supreme Court. The bill then went on to a vote. Only three representatives, all Republicans, voted against the bill. Scott Campbell, Bruce Griffey, and Todd Warner. Uh, Republican representatives Scott Spicky, Clay Doggett, Susan Lynn, and Brandon Ogles uh, were present but did not vote. In the Senate, only three Republican senators voted no on the bill. Janice uh, Bowling, Joey Hensley, and Mark Pody. There you have it. There you have it. Tennessee GOP bounces Lee Ortegas and Starbuck from the uh, District 5 congressional ballot. Bye-bye. Here we go. The Tennessee Republican Party Executive Committee voted Tuesday to remove three candidates for the Republican nomination in the 5th Congressional District. Scott Golden, Tennessee GOP Chair, confirmed that Morgan Ortegas... Now, if you look in the comment section, you can see... Jason is posting all of these stories. If you want to read more about it, you can go there. Scott Golden, TNGOP chair, confirmed that Morgan Ortegas, Robbie Starbuck, and Baxter Lee uh, had their appeals to be restored to the ballot denied after the executive committee uh, first removed the three at an April 9th meeting. All had the Republican bona fides, essentially their partisan credentials challenged. You have to vote in three of the last four Republican primaries. That's the only way to be safe. You can't be vouched for anymore. And like I said, the whole thing, I don't mind there being rules in place, and these rules are in place in advance. People kind of knew this when they started running. I should have, and it's basic campaign research. My issue is simply this. With this bona fide stuff, kicking people off the ballot, etc. I wish that the Tennessee Republican Party would be as concerned about whether or not Republicans vote with the party platform as they are with whether or not they push the button 75% of the time for a Republican in a primary. Because just because you push a button in the Republican primary just says you voted. You could have voted for a bad candidate. You could have voted for a good candidate. You just showed up and voted. That means you breathed, and you took your finger, and you did this. Did you breathe? Yeah. Did you put your finger like this? Yeah. Did you do it for a Republican? Yeah. Run for office. Meanwhile, we've got folks up in the General Assembly that vote with the Democrats a lot of the time. A lot of the time, on illegal immigration, school choice, corporate welfare, things that, you know, you would think you would think would be like things that are on the Republican Party platform and you vote against them repeatedly over and over and over again. Why, why doesn't the, GM, the TNGOP like address those issues that are actually impacting people's life through policy? Seems like a very wise thing to do. Ortegas and Starbuck both of whom are relative newcomers to Tennessee, have been fighting off challenges to their candidacies for months. The General Assembly passed a bill March 29th to require candidates for U.S. Senate and U.S. House of Representatives to be residents of the state for three years, but the Secretary of State, Trey Hargett, ruled that the new law would not apply to candidates who had met the filing deadline before the requirement became law. So you'd be on the, on the ballot 
right, as a candidate, but if you don't want to run as an independent, you've got to have these folks help you. You've got to get the R by your name. Next story, Knott's County School System agrees to settlement in mask mandate lawsuit. This is, this is something else, in my opinion. A battle over masking requirements in Knott's County Schools is coming to an end after the school system agrees to pay $145,000 to settle the lawsuit filed by parents who opposed the district's decision to remove a mask mandate for the year. So you got these nosy parents who want everyone in an entire school because their kid has some kind of disadvantage. They want to penalize and change the entire school. They want to cover the faces of children. Instead of homeschooling, instead of letting the school make some exceptions for them in their education, oh no, we're going to make the entire school, every kid, go through this for months on end despite their parents' wishes. I would love to know the types of parents who would bring a lawsuit like this. I bet they're real winners, the kind of people you'd like to have over to a cocktail party, like the folks that if you went out of town, you could count on them to watch your house or maybe look after your kids. Probably not. Probably the kind of folks that if you lived in a homeowner's association would be like the, the number one people who complain because somebody's trash can was out too far in the road. They'd put it in the, the HOA minutes. Probably those type of people. The suit was initially brought against the school system by parents of students with disabilities who were upset that the school system did not renew its mask mandate interminably, apparently, because that's the only thing Democrats want. For the 2021-2022 school year in September, U.S. District Judge Ronnie Greer, who is a piece of work and a piece of something else, ruled that the school system must reinstate the mandate after a six-year mediation, after a six-year <laughs> After a six-hour mediation meeting on Monday, the Knox County Board of Education agreed to pay $145,000 to cover the attorney's fees for the plaintiffs. All mediation costs will be split between the board, the state of Tennessee, and the plaintiffs. At least they had to pay something. A settlement and dismissal of the lawsuit means all of Green's orders regarding the mask mandate have now expired and the school district will no longer be subject to masking regulations. Just a handful of people want to control everybody else. It is what it is. Pro-CRT activists deface Tennessee billboard. This one aggravates the mess out of me. Supporters of critical race theory continue their vandalism, this time defacing a billboard belonging to the family-owned local business in West Tennessee. The billboard, which advertises local retail seed company, Bex Reads, founded in faith, forged in America, and features the company's logo. The company logo was covered up with the words, white supremacy. Some little old family trying to make money running a seed company. And these people crawl out of their mama and daddy's basement by putting, you know, they could take off their barista apron down at Starbucks you know, put in the big hoop earrings, trot on down to these little people's business and decide, oh, you know what we're going to do? We're going to confuse everyone in this county and put the pall of racism on a small family business. Because everybody looks at this billboard. If you look at this billboard for, for months or weeks, and you're like, this is the seed company billboard. This is the seed company billboard. This is the seed company billboard. Why does it say white supremacy on their billboard now? Could you imagine having that done to you as a small business owner? 
these people are supposed to care about something, are supposed to be worried about mankind, are supposed to be trying to do something that they think will better people, and this is what they've got as the solution to do it? Go beat up on some little small business? Terrible. Artist Collective Group, in decline, has claimed responsibility for the alterations to the sign, saying it is their response to recent state legislation that prohibits schools from including teachers or trainings that involve critical race theory or other divisive concepts. Yes, it seems to me the best way to fight what's going on in Nashville, if you disagree with it, is to vandalize a small business's billboard out in rural Tennessee. I should be real effective. Real effective. Probably wouldn't have any detrimental effect to somebody who was just minding their own business, trying to earn a living. This is not the first time the group has vandalized billboards in Tennessee. In October 2021, the group defaced two Geico billboards in Memphis. At least they're defacing, you know, a, a big corporate company. I mean, they're not going to miss a few dollars. Small little business. I mean, why don't you pick on somebody like that? The Geico billboards originally read Geico. See all the ways you could save, and after the group was finished, they read Defund the Police. See all the lives you could save. Yeah. Yeah. You apparently don't live in a high-crime area like I do. In a high-crime area where the schools are so bad you can't send your kids. I like to see the police. The police park across a very busy thoroughfare in a church parking lot within view of my house. When I walk out of my door at night, I can see the police. Not all the time, but a lot of the times I'm like, well, thank goodness they're sitting right across the road from my house. Come park in my driveway. Keep some of these hoodlums out of the cars. Keep some of these people out of my yard. Keep some of these people out of my house. Keep these people away from my daughters. We had you know issues in our neighborhood. Somebody tried to pick up a kid. Defund the police. That You live in a high crime area. You're a minority. Or somebody who's economically disadvantaged, or you just decided you wanted the urban lifestyle, buddy, you would like to have the protection of the police, unless you're trying to do something that the police would arrest you for. Not to say that I've not done that a few times myself. House and Senate passed a bill to regulate homeless encampments on public property. I think this is a good bill. Legislation that would make camping, and I like camping, but I camp in the parks. That's where I camp, in the designated camping areas. Legislation that would make camping on Tennessee's public property a misdemeanor offense has passed both the House and the Senate. House Bill 978, sponsored by Representative Ryan Williams, states that any person who camps on the shoulder, berm, or right-of-way of a state or interstate highway, or under a bridge overpass or within an underpass of the state, uh, should be charged with a misdemeanor crime and a $50 fine or require community service of at least 20 hours. The companion bill, Senate Bill 1610, was sponsored by Senator Paul Bailey, who said that legislation does not force local law enforcement to act on these charges, but gives them the power to do so. If desired, on the House side, seven Republicans voted against the bill. David Byrd, Scotty Campbell, Dale Card, Bud Halsley, uh, Susan Lynn, Jerry Sexton, and Todd Warner. Um, Republican representatives Rick Eldridge, Justin Lafferty, Eddie Manis, Brandon Ogles, and Mike Sparks were present, but did not vote. On the Senate side, four of the no's came from Republicans, Mark Pody, Bill Powers, Art Swan, and Paige Wally. This is one of those that had had folks voting all over the place. Some people that I thought would vote for it voted against it and vice versa. I can see, you know, I can see a little bit of both sides, but bud, if you're in a neighborhood like I am that is plagued with folks that come to your community and take advantage of charity and your city doesn't care about the quality of life of, of business owners or taxpayers – 
and you watch it go down and, and people are just basically out and about. It's like the walking dead. They gather money to do drugs. They go do the drugs. They, they get all the assistance. They sit in the, you know, the, the hotel's paid for, the food's paid for, and they get extra side money for panhandling. I mean, I watch people get in escalades after they panhandle. I've watched people, I've watched the blind see, and I have watched the lame walk in Brainerd, buddy. Take off, take off the crutch. Take, I've watched it. My wife has it. Take off the broken arm thing, put it in the back of the car, shut it down, go down to the Lamplight Liquor Store. Go down to the ABC Tobacco Mart, get you a handful of whatever you're looking for, go sell it to other addicts. And a lot of these people that are panhandling up and down these streets and camping, they're being pimped out by people for drugs and other things getting taken advantage of. And we are uh, continually and constantly enabling this in our state. So I think this is a step in the right direction. Uh, we're living in a city right now, and I went to Nashville as well. I mean, those are two places where you've got people that do not care about the private property rights or the, the quality of life issues for Tennesseans. It's a mess. Next bill, abortion influence uh, education bill passes the Tennessee legislature. A bill that would ban schools from having any dealings with those who provide or fund abortion services has passed both in Tennessee House and Senate. Thank goodness. We had Planned Parenthood trying to get its way into the Hamilton County school system. And, buddy, we had lots of people supporting it. And I'm sure, it, it, depending on which metropolitan area you're in, you may have experienced the same thing. And I'm glad. I'm glad that they've, they've gotten it out of it. House Bill 2557, sponsored by Representative uh, Deborah Moody, and Senate Bill 2158, sponsored by Senator Joey Hensley, prohibits uh, a local education agency or public charter school from knowingly entering into an agreement with an individual or entity that performs abortions, includes... Uh, abortions, provides abortion referrals, or provides funding, advocacy, or other support for abortions. Violation of this legislation would be considered a violation of the Teacher Code of Ethics would result in a professional discipline being brought against the violator. The legislation passed both chambers with only Democrats voting against it. Telemed abortion ban. Uh, bill passes Tennessee Senate. Mike says uh, he wants to be in my video. Sorry, Mike, I can't let you in my video. I don't know who you are. I don't know if that'd be a good idea. Maybe just put your comments in the comment section. I'll read them. Might even read them aloud here, as long as they're not crazy or obscene. Uh, this, the Tennessee Abortion-Inducing Drug Risk Protocol Act, that's a mouthful, a bill that would penalize physicians for prescribing abortion-induced uh, drugs via telehealth appointments, uh, passed a Senate floor vote 26 to 4 on Thursday. All four of the dissenting votes came from Democrat senators. Uh, Stacey Dunn, president of Tennessee's Right to Life, said, uh, the in-person oversight makes sense for the woman who may suffer from complications or a side effect from a chemical abortion. The abortion industry would rather not deal with the visits that cut into their profits, but the Tennessee General Assembly took the needed steps to ensure that women are protected from those who would profit from a no-visit, no-care, mailbox chemical abortion. Dunn continued, Tennessee continues to lead the nation in uh, readying itself to be a safe and responsible if uh, and when Roe is turned over. Uh, we will continue to seek every opportunity to fine-tune the legislation and close loopholes so that the abortion industry cannot prey on Tennessee women or their unborn children. The bill uh, passed 68 to 20 in favor with only the Democrats voting against it. So, that's good news. I'm glad for that. Now, uh, a couple things. Again, reminding you about this event in August. I think it's August 20th. I'm not sure. Don't hold me to that. Um, we're going to be doing it. It's going to be a big soiree. You can have a good time. I think we'll have a great turnout. You know, we had over a hundred people when we did our initial event and, uh, we were about a quarter of the size of what we are now as far as our reach. Uh, so I'm hoping that we have a lot of people come out. 
Uh, and I forgot to do this. I'm bad about it, and I need to get better at it. Uh, I may have told you the last time we did a podcast, the only ones that are left listening are like the diehards. So if you're listening to this on a podcast or if you're watching this, you're a diehard. And um, I had Jennifer pull our list of lot donors, people that support our publication, and compared it to the email list. And we only get about 3.4% of people that contribute. They get the stuff for free. We're fighting for freedom up in Nashville. We're telling you things no other news source will tell you. We're covering things no other news source does. For 20 years, people are like, why don't we have a conservative news outlet? Well, I think I figured it out. It's the funding. It's a money issue. That's the reason. And uh, if you want this puppy to stay around, please do go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash support. Help me get to 5%. Uh, you know, just give anything. Anything will work. You can mail me an old coat, uh, a pair of chewed-up slippers. I don't care. Just send something. And if you give any amount, we will send you, and I should have done this previously, we'll send you this proud Tennessee conservative bumper sticker. We will also send you a Don't California My Tennessee bumper sticker. We will send you this list of state senators and state reps so that you can contact them about legislation. We do hope that this list changes. We've got a lot of rhinos on here. If we could just get rid of a few, maybe it would make a difference. And if you give $50 or more, or if you give a recurring donation of $10 or more, we will send you this Don't California My Tennessee Tumblr. And if you were to put the sad, morose, uh, disappointing thoughts of Brandon Lewis in here after observing the legislative session this year, uh, because we could not get anything done, and if you closed it up and you shook it around, what would come out are the happy, jubilant social media posts thing about how conservative every candidate is as they head into election season, uh, despite the fact that they don't vote that way. It was because it has magical transformative properties, so that's what this can do. And you can use it as a carjack uh, if you put like a large amounts of uh, of any type of explosive in this and attached it to a rocket. Uh, this could deliver the payload. It will survive re-entry into Earth's atmosphere. I make all of those promises, and they are guaranteed to be 100% true. Brandon Lewis with the TenCon Big 7 Weekend Update. No matter when you watch this, share it in the groups that you're in. Uh, always helps us pick up subscribers. If you can help me get to 5% by donating, that'd be great. we gotta, we got to push past 3.4%. Uh, we're going to try to hit 5%. If we ever hit double digits, I would like, I don't know what I would do. I would do some kind of big stunt. I haven't figured out what the stunt is yet, but I'll think on it. Maybe just write in with some suggestions. I'm sure that some of the suggestions from some of the trolls that follow our publication would not be very kind. Uh, but some of you that cared, maybe that would be worth doing. I hope you and your family have a fantastic weekend. And I hope you've uh, worked hard to make our state freer uh, by telling people about what's really going on uh, in our state, and in particular the legislature in, in Nashville. Um, and also, um, I hope that, that once you've fought real hard and done all that, you forget about it this weekend to the degree that you're able, unless you're involved in some sort of campaign effort uh, or some other, some other uh, real good effort. And uh, I'll try to do the same. All right, guys, have a good weekend. Love you, mean it. Be good. Oh, subscribe to the Tennessee Conservative Podcast. I just saw where Jason put that on there. Anywhere you get it, leave us a five-star review. That would be helpful. If you can't give anything, leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast, Tennessee Conservative. Just search for that puppy. You'll find it. Talk to you next time, guys. Be good. Bye-bye.